You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Loho, a.k.a. Lord's Holmes. It's a crew pod today. That's because we do this once a week on Fridays. Rick Camp, Herb Lawrence, they produce the show. We hang out together, and then we talk about stuff. Um, so I'm going to Miami. So nice. I, I don't know what we're going to do next week. Here's here's my question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Since I'm going to be there, what kind of show do you guys want me to do? Because I feel like we should probably still be doing a Chicago show, and I shouldn't just stop everything because Terry Bradshaw walked by. Although, that's a bad example. I would talk with Terry Bradshaw. Sure. This is the thing, though. Like, I don't know who you have to wrangle these people. Like, is there somebody that's besides the engineer to say, okay, there's Dave DeLamalee or whatever. Let's pick him up. And I wouldn't want you to put him on if you did run into him. Um, but, yes, I think we should do our show because no one's listening for a guy from Radio Row that's not going to be, like, interesting. I think I booked uh, Rashad Jennings. Rashad Jennings. From the Jets or right. the Giants and the uh, Dancing with the Stars Was guy. Was he on Jacksonville, too? He might have been. Yeah. So, yeah. I he went to Liberty. So, that guy. But otherwise, you know, you probably want to talk to people who are, you know, can add something to, to the uh, broadcast. Not just, oh, I saw this guy. If you get Dan Marino, if Dan Marino's walking around, get Dan Marino. Okay. Okay. Or I don't know if you can get him. Or you're, I mean, you're I'll stand up and hey, Dan Marino, come over here and sit down and talk to Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, yeah, the regular Radio Row thing is like a producer hunting down such person and then some PR person like, do you want to speak to John Sally? It's like, no, I don't. Well, I, I, again, that's another, I would talk with John Sally. John Sally's interesting. What are you talking to him about, Bad Boys? I talked to him about, absolutely, I talked to him about Bad Boys. He was Spider in Bad Boys. I would talk to him about that. Mm-hmm. The Bulls. And, and then his uh, his ill-fated talk show. Yeah, you talking about the best dance sports show? Period. No, like remember he had like a nighttime show. Oh, I don't remember John that. Sally show. No, I don't. Is this in Detroit or something? I don't think it was out of okay. Detroit because I just remember him on the best dance sports show. He was period. very good right. on that. Yeah, him, Tom Arnold, Chris think Rose. Think about how far we've come where like that had to be xed out at yeah. the time. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I remember that, like, and how many iterations we've had of Fox trying to beat ESPN at their own game and have a actual TV show and then mm-hmm. just do the sports thing. Like, for whatever their faults are, ESPN has built them, themselves a empire that is undefeated. Like, I don't watch it that often anymore, but it's it's not going away. And like you say the other day, even if you're not watching it, you're paying for it because it's the highest billing cable station. Yeah, it's yeah. got the highest sub- subscriber uh, fee, which is like $8 a month. So people yeah. who hate it, but they still have it, are paying for it to not watch it, which is stupid. Yeah, and well, and like part of the reason Fox tried to copy everything that ESPN was doing is, and I'm spacing on the name now, the guy that kind of instituted the embrace debate concept at ESPN. John, was it John ja- Skipper? Jamie no. Eisen something? Yeah, uh, Jamie, the guy who was at uh, the show with uh, Skip and, and uh, Stephen A. Skip. Skip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the guy that, yeah, the guy that instituted, like, 
first take becoming what it was, and I guess what it still is, left, or he, I think he had, like, some sort of thing where, like, ESPN fired him or whatever. So he left ESPN, and then once everything calmed down, Fox picked him up. So he instituted the same principle over there. I was going to say his name. It's Jamie Eisenberg, your guy that you're thinking about. Yeah, he went from ESPN, I think NBC, like, regular news picked him up. And then went to Fox. And then went to Fox to be, like, the main guy. And now I think he's – is it Jamie Eisenberg? Jamie Eisenberg? No, that's isn't not that the name. The, isn't that the guy from that's the, the social yeah, network? I don't think you're right. Uh, that's so Jesse Eisenberg, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Horowitz. Was, Jamie Horowitz. I was close enough. Wow. <laughs> I feel like you're profiling. Wow. That's sorry. not good. That's not good wow. at all. So, I mean, you know, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to getting down there. It is going to be weird to go – I've never gone and not covered a team. So hmm. going down there to not cover a team is weird. But when you do Radio Row, like, there's all sorts of people that are trying to sell stuff. Like, oh, I got boner pills. And, oh, I, I, I'm telling you to go get your prostate. I didn't think Parkins was going. I, I, well, <laughs> I, I, I would imagine that Blue Chew is probably represented. I would think so. Down yeah. there. Who do we want to take predictions? Who's going to be the representative for Blue Chew down there? Jerry Rice. He's whatever is to be sold, Jerry Rice will sell it. He's Can not- Jimmy Johnson sell extends now that he's a Hall of Famer? Probably yeah. even more, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, as you put that HOF behind mm-hmm. somebody's name and money goes up. Yeah, but if you're him now, like you just named to the Hall of Fame, do you really want to be walking around being like, hey, have some extends? Why not? Money is still good. If extends is offering him free money, I mean, we work works once a week, and extends is saying, hey, just wear our shirt and talk about your Hall of Fame thing. And then at the beginning of that interview, that's the thing I hate about Radio Row. The beginning of the interview, there are PR people, I was like, here is Jimmy Johnson. He's here for Extends, and also he made the Hall of Fame. Tell us about Extends for a little bit. <laughs> right. And then, well, Extends will give you a boost in the bedroom. And then you get to the real stuff. All right, so what's the way to play it? What's the what's the way that I should play it? If I get a guest that is clearly pitching something, how how often how quickly do I get to the pitch? Depends on who the guy is or girl is. If it's a really big person that you normally wouldn't get to speak to and you're getting to speak to this person because of that product that they're selling, you know, maybe the first question you ask is, you you know, you just say, hey, they're here for State Farm and then continue with the interview. And then when you reset, just say, you know, he's here for State Farm. And at the end, give him that little, oh, yeah, State Farm's doing this for the NFL. If you want to do this, that, and the other, go to statefarm.com. And then, Why oh. did you default to State Farm? I don't the know. Commercial was on. Oh, on right the TV behind, behind me. Okay, yeah. all right. By the way, apparently State Farm has extended their amount of NBA presence because I just saw Jalen Rose and Boban on a commercial, and I'm I'm Team Boban. Well, they they also they did a whole thing with ESPN on that where they they have Doris as Karen, like they have her calling the police because she's seeing suspicious action. Oh, so so Peter Vesey wouldn't have it. Wow. Oh my goodness. This is like you guys are just in here <laughs> dropping haymakers yes, on people today. I mean, Peter Vesey deserves it. He does. He deserves. Yeah, that was a go-go gadget ratio, real quick. Do, would you guys be interested in all of doing stuff like? Would, would you have wanted to go if I would have had if I would have had a budget 
would either one of you have wanted to go to Miami to Radio Row? No, realizing we're not going to the game. Yeah. Would yes. you have any interest in it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think more interest. I don't know. You usually go to Arizona by yourself on your own thing. I don't know if these guys are going to go to the scorehouse two, whatever it's called. But if you go, I would go. I would want to go. But Miami, I mean, more more so Phoenix than Miami. So you guys can't be about you. Would you would you rather go do Radio Row mm. at the Super Bowl or go to spring training? Ooh, that's hmm. see, that's tough. Like I, I would, I've never had either experience. So mm. for me, both would be beneficial. Maybe if I was thinking, at least theoretically. From a networking perspective, maybe Radio Row would be more beneficial. But, see, I think I would probably enjoy spring training more just because of the speed of everything. It's like the two extremes, it feels like, where Radio Row is just everything's ticking all the time. And it's jam-packed and there's not much room to breathe. And I always feel like I'm a median when I'm in that type of environment anyway where people just got to work around me. But spring training feels like much more chill. I think I would enjoy that atmosphere more, but maybe maybe Radio Row just to say I've been. It's it's a it's a thing. I I think my first one that I went to, my first spring training was after being at Radio Row. So it was I was the last person out of Radio Row before the Bears Colts mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I did our version of the pregame show and then I looked around and there was literally no one else. There's me and the engineer. And then I got on the bus to go to the game, and I was on the bus by myself. Wow. It was it was bizarre. It was like, and then I walked into the stadium, and it was banana pants because it was probably, I say 20 to 1 Bears fans to Colts fans in there. And I walked in as Devin Hester was returning the kickoff. Like, mm. I got to my seat, and I'm put that in quotes because we were in the upper deck uh, for overflow media, and it was crazy to see everyone's reaction to that. Like it was like a perfect like storybook moment. Then things went downhill from there. God, I was delivering pizzas for the first half of that game. I got the opening shift because they're like, "Listen, everybody has to work. It's just a matter of what shift." So the people that didn't care about football had were delivering game. during the game and just making bank. I opened, so I did a lot of the prep, and I was still there through. Probably, I think it was pretty much the whole first half because I got home at halftime, but I was in the building and someone who was waiting for a pizza runs in from outside and is like, Hester just returned the opening kickoff. And I'm just sitting there like, God damn it. Like, I'm here right now. I mean, I made money. Don't get me wrong. But people were like, hey, two hour wait time. Okay, cool. Great. Wow. Oh, yeah. We were, it was a, I was in DeKalb. So it was a college town on Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody wanted, you know, Whatever you think of Papa John's pizza. Mm. But also, we were talking about Radio <laughs> Row versus uh, the spring training thing. I've been to both, but I haven't been to spring training as covering it. I've just been, you know, going to games. That Radio Row thing is so, I guess, disjointed. So we're doing a show Monday through Thursday, but also you're you know, getting all the visual and all the auditory things around you. Yes. So it's it's part it's, of the reason that I hate doing remotes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, you know, we're doing our regular show and broadcasting to the Chicago audience, but 
you know, you can't help if you see somebody flash before your eyes or somebody sitting at another table. Oh, man, I would really love to get that guy on to talk to him about this specific thing, especially versus what we're talking about right here in Chicago. And it can maybe tie into what we're saying. So I don't know. And then that big building, you know, it's like usually I was in San Diego. And so the convention center was like huge. It was like the McCormick place. Mm -hmm. If you uh, don't know what we're talking about. And it's just a bunch of people that you might have heard about. Some people from small radio stations in Omaha or Detroit. And then just, you know, all trying to fight for this one guy that's in the area. And so I'm not a big-time fan of the actual Radio Row, but Miami is a good draw. The city is. is. It is. Had the Super Bowl been somewhere else, I I might have been like, "Eh, do you really need me to go down there? But Miami's great. I prefer the spring training experience. Mm -hmm. But I will say that covering spring training is, it's, you better, you're, you're up at 6, 6A. Now, the day is kind of over by 1 or 2, okay. but the usually the clubhouse is open at 745 when, when you're getting to the ballpark as guys are doing their stretching. Mm-hmm. I also like how baseball does that once game starts. So, like, let's say you're covering the Cubs and it's Lester's day to pitch. He throws his three innings, and then you talk to him after he's done. Yeah. Like, before he goes to work out, you you talk with him. That, to me, is dope. There's usually sunshine. Like, that's the great thing about the Cactus League. You don't have to really worry about that. And then the networking that goes on at night when you're hanging out with other reporters from different places. Like, that's a lot of fun, too. And, and I, I just Ellis love too. it out there. Walt Ellis, too. Oh, Walt is the man. Yeah, I need to meet him one of these days. You do need to meet Walt because Walt, like, was a helicopter pilot in Vietnam and wow. has a Purple Heart and all this stuff. And he's got great stories. And he also engineers everything he's one of these guys that's like oh yeah i'm gonna leave here we're doing your radio show and i'm doing the cubs game and then i'm gonna leave here and i'm gonna do the 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 nba finals or whatever i'm gonna go fly over to london for for premier league game like that sort of thing you're like really like that's your life yeah and he's semi-retired he's like al rosenberg al one riderless but yeah we whenever we call down to phoenix for a regular season game that's walt ellis i Always speak to him. I'm like, man, I got to speak to this guy. He sounds so cool. Does all our spring training games down there. And it just sounds like a great atmosphere to, like you said, they're bringing up John Lester. They're bringing up anybody, Chris Bryant after a home run or something like that. And that's invaluable to get on the air in, here in Chicago. I also like it because it's earlier in the day. Yeah. When you get down there, it's usually an hour. The time change has already happened. No, it happens inside of spring training. Um, th- that's when they, cause we, that's when we change. Cause they don't and Arizona and which we're not going to do in Illinois anymore. Right. Is that's, that what it's the worst idea ever? Well, maybe not ever pretty close though. Because you hate it. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. Why do you hate it? What's your, because what's your beef? I don't want, <laughs> ha- I don't want half the year for us to be in the worst time zone for our viewing experience for sports. We're going to be in the Eastern time zone for part of the year. Mm, that's true. That's going to be awful. Like, we were spoiled on uh, on MLK Day to have a 4 o'clock Bulls game. And, and just realizing in West Coast time, or even, you know, mountain, depending on your day, that's normal. That's the norm. Like, the late night, you don't have to punt the late night game of whichever sport it is. Because... I do love that about Arizona. Like, going yeah. out to Arizona during football season... Where the Sunday night game's on at at five thirty, and you're like, "This is 
phenomenal. Yeah. I'm gonna watch all of this game like, and like, then go get dinner. A week, a week of NFL football starts at 10 a.m., which is like just enough to be able to not rush in the morning, take your time, feel like you're kind of becoming human again in the morning. Sit down, make sure your fantasy lineups are set, watch the games and enjoy. All the way through, and then you have that Sunday night slate at that time at like 5.30, done by 9 o'clock, and you can still do something if you need to do something, as opposed to like, I know for me, since I get up at quarter to four, uh, I pretty much, once that game's over, I'm right to bed. So I would I would absolutely love that. I also, I, I thought about this, because I, I thought about it a while ago. I don't think it works logistically with all the sponsors and stuff, but the, the best way to do Radio Row, if it was feasible for a showtime, would be during the day, like maybe if you were still at night, like during the day being there to record these interviews, post the full interviews to the to the website so you can direct people that so they get all their sponsor stuff in, and then be able to chop up those interviews and only air what you want on the air. Then maybe we should do this. Maybe, like, would it be possible for us to connect at like 10 o'clock our time. Yep. And then I could, if there was someone that was around Radio Row around then that I wanted to talk to, we could just do it and then we could have it. And if it's good, then we bring back a portion of it. If ideally that works, that sounds good. I hopefully the engineer we hire is there at 10 o'clock our time to run something down like that. Um, and we have that spot available because in Radio Row, they right. have a certain spot and they know that your show's on from noon to two Chicago time or one mm-hmm. to three their time. So they're probably reserving it for that time. If they have a engineer and a spot for you designated, great. That's what I'm hoping is the deal. And like yeah. I've I've been doing like some of the logistical stuff with NBC and they're thinking like they're sending Steve, one of our cameramen down there. And one of the producers, Eric Strobel, is going to go down there with me. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just talk to people on camera, and then you could turn it into a podcast. And I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. So I'm going to drop off, like, my mixing board and my microphones, like, just so we have it. So, like, if 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 I'm sitting at the spot for the score after the show is over and someone comes by, I can talk to them. And it could yep. be, like, an interview because the, the stick mic stuff on the camera – yeah. You're getting four questions max before that becomes uncomfortable for people. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they sit down, you're just having a conversation and you can have the conversation for however long. Right. At least that's my opinion on it. I think people are more uh, like, especially when it's taped, people are looser. They're they're calmer. They know it could be edited if they say something wrong. But, uh, you know, the camera in front of you, yeah, people always clinch up. It's like, am I looking right? Have I got the right angle? The voice is pretty much the same. So this, I know that I can, you know, blast off. And if you need to edit something, you can do it if you want to. If you don't want to let this go, cool. I'm cool with all the words I say. I was going to say, yeah, like the camera would stop you from blasting off on something. Yeah, well, it it, not him. It would. You? Mm. Yeah. Like if I had a camera in front of me, I'm not, you know. I'm not on TV at all, so you know, I'm not comfortable in that Yet. setting Man. at all. So having you know, look all the gesticulations I'm doing with my hands. That doesn't play on TV. So I guess, and it's probably you're probably never going to be on Sports Talk Live. Yeah, I got recruited for that by Danny, <laughs> and I had to tell her that uh, Cap and I didn't have our uh, our uh, ducks in a row. We didn't like each other that well. Oh, no. 
know. You should have. So I could have been on last sh- night. Should have like, showed up. I could have been yeah. on last night. I was on last night. No, I'm yeah. saying you're hosting. You could. Oh, I'll. You know what? I was. Next time I get to host, I'll. I'll suggest you should come by. Okay. Only at the United Center. And you guys don't have that studio anymore, do you? We have the studio at NBC Tower. Oh, now. NBC Tower. Okay. The That's... old Jenny Jones studio. Oh snap! Oh, wow. Second floor. I remember that. Yeah. Good it's time. it's still there. Like all of the stuff. Like we. They have like an actual green room. Like we have a green room over at NBC Sports Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like that's where we watch the games on Sunday. But theirs is like they got a shower in there yeah. and like a whole thing. I was wow. an intern at uh, Jerry Springer. I forgot about so you working that, at Springer. Same floor. Were you and Jimmy both over there? Jimmy worked there after I worked there. He actually worked like eighty-hour weeks, like I, hard as hell. I heard that being a producer. For whether it was Jenny Jones or Jerry Springer or Steve Harvey, is one of the hardest jobs in our profession. It is no joke. Mm. It's just so time consuming and pressure. Like Richard Dominic is the main executive producer, just a mean SOB. I don't know if he's still with us, but his um, member Steve yeah. Wilkos, his wife was underneath Richard Dominic, and she was uh, wasn't uh, pleasant Pretty either. Well, oh, sorry. She was <laughs> she was the person that you know was the boss. Underneath Richard Dominic, still phrasing, but whatever. She was still kind of like, <laughs> and not very nice. But you know, you have to be kind of have a rough edge to do that type of show. And Steve was perfect with us. He wanted. Steve to talk, was great. He wanted to talk sports with us all the time. He would come up to the sixth floor, like just randomly, like, "What's yeah. Wilco's doing up here?" Yeah, this is before he got his show and went off big time. Then he got his show, and he still was cool. Still a real smooth guy. Same thing with Art Norman. I Art Norman, God, great. he's so great. Um, he, I I talked to someone who used to be a producer, Jenny Jones, and she told me that they had to like take care of the guests. So that was like the wild part because you're turning and burning shows. Like yeah. you're doing these shows mm-hmm. over and over again. So you're getting these guests in, and you've seen daytime talk show. You you yeah. know well what the guests can be like, but. Pretty much the producers had to get them whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. So you were on call 24-7. Like if you were one of the producers of, of Springer or Jenny Jones or Steve Harvey, they well, not, I guess not. You get a beeper. Like you would get a beeper and like you, this person wants to eat this or this person needs a new suit or this person. And you had to go do it. Like that to me seems crazy. Yeah, they had to come in the night before the show. So they would stay in different hotels. Now the W Hotel, I think back in the day, was called the Best Western. And then we would have them at another one right down the street. So day of the show, I would have to go and get these people separately because they're, you know, of different, uh, like, one's accusing the other one of stealing or cheating. And then the other person who's cheating with would be in the other hotel. So I would have to keep them separate from, like, 6 a.m. until noon in different green rooms. And then give them sugar pills. Or and or food, to keep them up the whole time or coffee, so so they can be. Do you see energetic. the way that he said sugar pills? Yeah. Did that seem suspicious to you Just too? That's what they said they were sugar pills. Give these guys sugar pills, and I did <laughs> I did sign a thing that's supposed to be you know confidentiality, but I, it's years. Whatever. Come the show me. doesn't exist. Come anymore. after me, Jerry. But yes, I gave them sugar pills to keep them hyped up, so when they go on the air. Really? They're ready to go. It was they had to stay in the green room for six hours minimum. Ooh. But your the beeper thing was re- real. I was only a production intern, so I had to do that. But the people right above me, the associate producer or the production assistant, they had to do that. 
and then there was like a, a four-man team. Like it was a producer, production assistant, uh, associate producer, and then the PI, production intern. I was only on show day. So I worked still 30 hours as an intern, not getting paid a week. Do you have a favorite episode that you were part of? Or were I, they all the same? They were all literally all the same. Let me get, let me guess. Uh, did I impregnate my wife or my brother? It was something like that Once all the again, time. Once again, praising on that one for me. Like, the people knew that it's the Jerry Springer show at that time. They knew the Jerry Jerry. So the people who were getting cheated on had an inkling what was going on. But also, they're from a poor part of the country. We didn't get Canadians at all. That was one of the things. We couldn't get Canadians because of the passport issues. They're so also we're, doing all the housing shows. Exactly. And so we had to get all these people from Alabama, Mississippi, rural parts right. of uh, Arizona, things like that. And a trip to Chicago for those people is huge. We take them out the night before. They see the big city. They stay in a hotel that's in downtown Chicago, and they get to go on TV. So that people always just ask me, like, why did they go on? I was like, Chicago. It's a free trip. Yeah. And then literally, like you said. Whatever they need. They sh- Like, once their show's over. Get out of here. They We would take them down in the uh, basement. There was a limo waiting for them and gone. They would go to the airport. And some of the producers would threaten the people on the show if they didn't go through and have the energy that they wanted, that they will send them back in a bus. So that was the, the idle threat. I never saw anybody get sent back in a bus. Everybody got a limo back to O'Hare or Midway if they wanted and sugar pills. And sugar pills. A lot of sugar pills. So that's why those people were very energetic. Wow. Thank God the statute of limitations is up. Seriously. It's been a long time. I was 2000, I believe that was. Not getting sued by Richard Dominic, if he's still with us. <laughs> we don't know if he's with Oof. us. Friends. I feel like that's a good place to leave people. Yeah. Them wondering what you were doing and what are sugar pills. We're not going to top that. Yeah, I I don't imagine that we are, but I will have shows all next week from Radio Row, as we were discussing, and I won't need sugar pills to stay awake. At least I don't think. Maybe I'll run into Alex Brown again at the Clevelander, like I did in 2007. (laughs) Talk to you guys next time.